Hello, and welcome to the Fantasy National Golf Club. This is Nice Shot Pods, featuring Tractor, the Rhino, the Moose, and Paul. This week, we break down TPC Scottsdale, and Tractor teaches us how to properly creep on the ladies at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Rhino takes the lead in one and done. Moose and Tractor make history in Fantasy Nassau, and Paul tells us about his near double-digit payday in the quarter arcade. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nice Shot Pods. This is the Moose coming to you for the 2020 Waste Management Open. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You know, a lot of people follow us on Twitter, but we also have an Instagram page, both for Fantasy National and for Nice Shot Pods. We also have a Facebook page for Fantasy National. So for those of you that aren't on Twitter that somehow found this podcast, why don't you follow us on one of those other medias of your choice? Super Bowl week, and that means it is the Wasted Management Open. Paul, how you doing this week, buddy? Good, Moose. How are you? Doing pretty good. You excited for the tournament here this week? Yeah, I'm excited. This is a fun one, for sure. You know, the 16's obviously just a big old gangbang, coliseum sort of atmosphere. Players come out and they like to give out stuff to the... I don't know if they still do that. I know they used to throw stuff and they kind of put a kibosh on that. But if you were playing and you were handing something out on the 16th, what would you be giving out? I'm sure a lot of people out there are familiar with this, but I'm going Pedialyte. Oh. If anyone's... You know, ever tried this for for a hangover? It is like magic. Drink a bottle of that and you're golden. So, you know, if I can make a few people feel a little better the next morning, probably win some fans there. So that's that's what I go with. It's so you to like come out with the pharmaceuticals just to like help people out. <laughs> hey, it's good stuff. It works. I don't need it too often now that I got kids. But you know, when I'm in a crunch, it's it's clutch. Let's see what tractor tractor. How you doing, bud? Pretty good, man. How are you guys doing today? If, oh. So if I'm stuck, if I'm handing out stuff. I'm handing out the Stadium Pal. The Stadium Pal? Yeah, if you know what the Stadium Pal is, it's the ultimate portable urinal. Oh. came out like in the late 90s, and you literally strap it on, and then you have a uh, tube, and there's a pouch that you keep on your legs. So you don't have to get up, so you never miss a minute. Being there before, the bathroom situation's not great. So, you know, you might as well just use your Stadium Pal, and I think a lot of people would really appreciate that. You've kind of taken to an affinity for bladder-relieving products. Yeah, I was going to say, could you substitute your Stadium Pal for your piss club? I don't I don't think they'll let you bring the piss club in. The Stadium Pal from the website looks quite discreet. Like, no, I don't think anyone's supposed to know you even have it on. Or just where it depends. Well, then you have to, like, sit in your... Yeah, you want to sit in a wet piss bag. You just want a nice, <laughs> warm bag of piss on your calf to warm it up. Oh. Jordan, please tell me you have something slightly more mature and amazing than... It's than not sure. really more mature, but these people are drunk. They've been outside all day. They're literally withering away in the melting Arizona desert sun, so... We got to feed them. I'm going in and out burger, double doubles, animal style. Oh. Yeah, Ryan and I are probably breaking some rules with the concession contracts they probably have there, but, you know. I was thinking if it got really hot, maybe go some Dairy Queen, frozen hot chocolates. Ooh. Paul, you don't have to give out the liquid one. Just throw out the packets, and they can mix their own. They can mix it in their Coors Lights. Does that work? Perfect. Or Gatorades. So I was thinking if the likely situation happened, which I was playing in the Waste Management Phoenix Open... I definitely need to try to, like, rent a moose and, like, ride in on a moose with a a big old, like, confetti gun. And that gun would just shoot out tons of cards that all said, 
Become a member of Fancy National and save 20% by going to fancynational.com slash pods. That's P-O-D-S. Become a member today. Would you ride the moose like through the tunnel into the Coliseum? Oh, heck yeah. Or after yes. you hit the shot? I think if they'd let me take it from the tee to the green, I'd do that as well. But I mean, it, I mean, the moose is there. He's. I was just thinking into the Coliseum, but now that you mention it. I mean, hell, you paid for it. Right. Isn't that like a cart though? I don't know. I don't know if that would be tournament legal or not. Do you think the waste management really cares? No, not at all. So, yeah, so there we are. What do you guys think of the tournament last weekend before we dive into the goods? Australians just keep cruising, man. Uh, my opinion is watching Mark Leishman finish. I mean, he lost the driver at the end. He lost him right, lost it right, lost it right. And then he saw him hit one on like one of the like 16 or 17. He's aimed way left. Slings it back in, gets I think 18 and hits iron off the tee. Like pretty impressive. To he had a pretty good lead, but to hang on and you know to be smart enough to quit trying to hit driver at the end there. I mean, I thought that was awesome. It would have been pretty crazy had uh, Rom made that putt again. Yeah, I think they tried to. Then that was match it up from like last year. It was almost identical. It, it, it was like the exact same spot, the same pin. It just didn't give it enough juice. I also thought a weird part of that tournament was uh, when they followed Tiger at the end. That was a little strange for me. I don't know. Did you guys see that at all? He didn't know about the Kobe deal. I saw the post-interview. And then so LaCava's telling him about it. But the CBS cameras are following him the whole time knowing he hasn't heard yet. It just felt kind of baited. Well, I'm depressed. You would also be talking about, though, how much paragliding did we see? I saw a lot. I I didn't see a ton. What's the difference between paragliding and, like, the, the sleeping bag that the guys are kind of like laying on their back. Well, the the, one, the paragliding's with like a parachute, and the hang gliding's more with like you know more of a triangle, harder deal. Like they did the hang gliding in Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I remember that's how they finally got to White Castle. I thought they like rode a cheetah. They did ride a cheetah to get to the hang glider. In and out over White Castle all day, every day. White Castle when you're drunk, there's no like there's nothing worse. You know, I, honestly, by all accounts, going back to the tournament, I thought Tiger played really well on the weekend. It, obviously his game looks ready to rock for 2020, but I don't think this got enough heat, but the guys, not heat, but press, but the guys that he played with, Tyler McCumber and Paul's pick last week, Tom Hoagie, who I have lost a, a golf tournament to. That was just a value pick. It wasn't well, it was a value pick, but it was obviously a great pick. Both those guys shot 68 and bested Tiger. Yeah, Rhino, I think you, you had a great line about, um, I think Saturday morning or Saturday, you know, early afternoon, we were watching and sending a few texts out. And who the hell is this guy? Rhino, do you remember your response to what I... <laughs> he looked like one of the guys you had to beat to unlock TPC Scottsdale back in the <laughs> Tiger 05. He's got like the random tattoos on the tricep yeah. and kind of matted down, I'm guessing like faux hawk thing going on. But yeah, And then not- to think, so that's, you remember Mark McCumber. Yeah, uh, it's his kid. It's his kid. And like he was like the most like, you know, straight lace, just like this 5'8", balding kind of stockier guy. And then, you know, this kid's out there with the tats and the, you know, rat tail and whatever else he had going on but it was a rat then he beat tiger so and then hoagie did the same on sunday let's break down tpc scottsdale so yeah so tpc scottsdale this week it's par 71 just over 7200 yards uh there's only three par fives but they're important uh guys who finish in the top 10 tend to gain most of their strokes on the par fives they're also gaining most of their strokes on approach and most of those shots are coming from that 150 to 175 yardage length. 
Fairways are typically hard to hit here, but the greens are typically easier to hit here, which is tough, which is kind of interesting considering that they're normally firmer greens. But I think, again, just having the rough cut down a little bit makes it easier to hit. Perhaps they're slightly larger than normal too, but I didn't see a lot of three-putt stuff jumping out. Yeah, yep, they're pretty, yeah, there's not much green. You get a little uh, a little valley effect, or a little, little bit of elevation there, so you know they might talk about that on TV a little bit, everything kind of breaks towards phoenix so this week my stats that i'm looking at here are strokes gained t to green for over the last three months uh strokes gained t to green at tpc scottsdale good drives gained because again i'm seeing that it's harder to hit the fairways than the average pga tour events but easier to hit the greens so i'm thinking that hitting the fairway is not as important as just getting it out there and giving yourself a good look at it somewhere uh driving distance same time i'm looking there uh, that proximity, 150 to 175. That the Sony you talked about left avoidance being a key stat. Did that pop up this week at all? On the back nine especially, you've got water left on 11, 15 off the tee, 17 and 18. It's like on the back nine, pretty much all your trouble's left. So I don't know if anything popped up with that. You know what? Now that you mention it, you know, you asked me about that beforehand and I was looking at it and I didn't see that it was popping out in one way or another. Sure. But then I started thinking about it that what we really only see is that if it hits the left rough, left fairway, gotcha. if it's left of that, and they don't really say left water, they just say water. So, you know, no way to really know that. So lots of left water on this course, you're saying? Just on the, on the on back, the back nine? nine, yeah. 11 off the tee, 15 off the tee, 17 is the drivable par four with water left of the green there. The whole back nine, yeah. 18 waters left as well. With that being the case, though, if you want left avoidance, I always thought if you want left avoidance, you'd want somebody who hits a, you'd want somebody who hits a fade, you know, because they're peeling it away. But these tour pros are so good that when they're playing well, they're starting it left and it's peeling back into the fairway. And when they're not hitting it well, it's just staying left and going left. So I'm sure that you know some guys who draw the ball will actually miss left too. But for the most part, it's a little bit counterintuitive. Yeah, I think that makes some sense. 100%, yeah. You know, I miss left, and I draw the ball, but that's because I suck and I overcook everything. Got to watch out for a guy with the hot poles. Past winners, the cream typically rises at the top, or at least it has for the last five years here. Had uh, Ricky Fowler winning last year. Uh, Gary Woodland won in 2018. Hideki Matsuyama won it in 17 and 16, and in 15... He was T2 behind Brooks Kepka. Now, here's my favorite thing about that story, guys. That means that Hideki Matsuyama went T2 in 2015. He won in 2016, won in 2017. So guess what probably happened in 2018 as far as fantasy goes? Were people, you know, picking him that week, you think? I, I know exactly what happened because I picked him in my one done. He, <laughs> yeah, was, he shot like two under the first round with Drew because his wrist hurt. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny two years, you know, looking back two years and I don't remember what Ooh. happened. You're still a little bitter though, it sounds, Paul. A little bit, yep. Uh, might have my three missed cuts in this one and done between the four of us might have something to do with that too. <laughs> you guys remember the debacle last year with Fowler too in the final round? Yeah, where he dropped and then the ball rolled in the water. <laughs> Man, that was strange. That was so bizarre. Yeah. Because they said the ball, like, when he chipped in, it hydroplaned. It wasn't even a bad I don't understand shot. why he didn't like, go re... Yeah. I don't yeah. understand why he just didn't re-hit it. Hydroplaned. Whatever. He won. 
If any of you guys played TPC Scottsdale outside of Tiger Woods Golf before? Yes, I have. It's probably... I've probably played it five or six times. Wow! Whoa! I didn't know you are such a TPC Scottsdale guy. (laughs) I'm just a a Scottsdale guy in general. No, I mean, I'm down there a couple times a winter. So over the years, going all the way back to, you know, 20 years ago, high school, you know, so five, six times isn't a ton. But, you know, I think the last time I played it was probably seven, eight years ago, I want to say. It's a fun course. The front nine's kind of boring, I'd say. But then the back nine, you get some pretty exciting holes, some water, some risk-reward shots. Yeah, always in great condition. Some of the best greens I think I've putted. I think some tour guys have all said the same. Is it is it typically, like, overseeded there, too, where you have the bunkers outlined, you know, in yellow? Like, all your, when you... Some time of year, but I think this time... You know, if you get on there in, like, March, it's all... It's not brown anymore. I'm trying okay. to remember for this tournament if it usually is or... It is. Some of those courses alternate. You know, they do it some years, but not others. Yeah. I, I always thought it was but, a cool look, you know, before I really understood. Yeah. No, it's 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 fun to play. I'd, I'd recommend it. I don't know if I would, you know, for right now. I mean, they've done a great job of marketing this event and the course. But, I mean, I just looked it up. If you want to go play, it's 350 bucks, which that's... There's a lot better courses down there to, for that price. So. Yeah, I remember when we went down to Arizona for Rhino's uh, bachelor party, I asked why we weren't playing TPC, and I think somebody said because it's the most overrated, highly priced piece of shit or something <laughs> ever. No, I wouldn't go that far. Like I said, it's a lot of fun. I'd recommend playing it, but, you know. Where, where would you rather play it in, in Scottsdale? I'd rather play Southern Dunes all day. Good course, yeah. I'm a big uh, Wicopaw guy as well. The Saguaro course down there. It's the Crenshaw. Also fun. Crenshaw one, that one's pretty good. Greyhawk's great. I haven't, Paul, I haven't played TPC, but does it play like a traditional desert course where it's kind of target golf trouble on both sides? Or can you can you rip? It's not like you're losing golf balls. If you, I mean, it's kind of flat desert that's mostly playable and i'm talking us you know, not pj no not really it's it's pretty i mean it's pr- pretty wide open i'd say one thing we didn't really talk about about the wasted management is obviously it's a complete shit show on saturday but like it's a shit show the whole week and uh there's a lot of fun to be had but there's also a lot of like wardrobes that need to be taken care of and tractor when you were down there i think you had some advice in terms of uh what you gotta wear while you're at the at the waste management and and also out on the town. Well, first off, when you're at the tournament, there's like two hundred thousand people come a day. A hundred and fifty thousand have no idea golf tournaments happening, so that's entertaining. Um, sundresses when I was there was a really big thing. The sundress like jumper deals, uh, so that was interesting to look at. Lots of girls in high heels, which works really well when they're walking out in the grass. Um, so when you're there, like my suggestion is like some mirrored sunglasses or very dark sunglasses because there's a lot to look at and you don't want to get caught. Um, uh, how, who, who did you go out there with? I went for uh, one of my high school buddies' bachelor parties. Oh, that sounds amazing. That's like the perfect time. So you didn't even need the sunglasses to like shield your eyes from your wife or that's not who you're hiding your eyes from. No. Oh, who are you hiding your eyes from then? The gals in the jumpers. Oh, like they're wearing that and they didn't want to be looked at. Well, they obviously want to be looked at, but you have to... Well, no, you don't want to be the creepy guy staring at them. Oh, God. You can't just be oogling and ogling. I will say, when you go, if you go to that tournament and you actually want to watch golf, power through the masses of people right around the nest thing or whatever it's called and right away in the beginning and get past the 16 area where there'll be people standing in line thinking they can get into 16, but they won't. But if you get out past that area, there's, like, no one out there. I mean, the whole time we were able to go stand 
like right out of the tee boxes with no one in front of us. It was awesome. So if you actually want to watch golf, it's a pretty cool event because most people there are not to watch golf at all. So you just get out of that first area and there's like no one there. So what is what is there to do outside? Because I've not been there and obviously you've got the the huge stadium thing that nobody can get into aside from like the corporate people. Who are all these people coming to this party and why? Like why why are all the college kids going to this event? What, that's what I don't understand. Because we got the concerts at night. What conference? Concerts. concerts. Music. Oh, they have <laughs> concerts. Yeah. Like, who do, who do they have? I don't I think the year I was there was, like, Zach Brown. Like, usually pretty big people. I don't know. Look it up. Are you calling Zach Brown fat? <laughs> Is anyone else over the whole 16? 100%. I think, no yeah. way. No, it's a, it's a garbage tournament. You got old, fat, white corporate dudes in the box looking down on gals and their jumpers. I don't think they have double mirrored sunglasses. They make double mirrored? I, <laughs> I just feel like last week we talked about like the hang gliders and it's like it's you know, I, I agree it's a fun tournament, but I feel like, you know, this overhyped the sixteenth hole thing so much. Like, oh my God, let's go up to sixteen and listen to people boo, you know, somebody who hits it to 25 feet. It's a, it's like, I mean, it's a pitching wedge <laughs> on Friday, right, when they do the front right location. And then even on Sunday, I mean, which is pretty dicey, but, I mean, most of these guys are hitting, like, mid-iron tops to the middle of the green and try to feed it left. It's it's a really boring hole if you take away 25,000 idiots. Yeah. I think like I, I, think, said, 17, I think 17 is the real deal. 17 is an awesome, really compelling golf hole, especially if it's the 71st hole of a golf tournament, especially when they put the pin like really, really sneaky boy back left and you want to go safe. And all of a sudden you have like this 50, 60 yard kind of pitch half wedge over that chaos ensues. I think it's a really, really good hole that 17 does not get enough. Yeah. I think like accolade 16 is a joke. The 16 thing, I think it helps its cause that it's kind of sandwiched in between 15 and 17, like two great eagle possibilities on both those holes. Yeah. And 16, it is just a boring par three if there's, you know, if there's not 100,000 people on that hole. Yeah, I, I don't know. But, but I, they've done a great job of marketing it, but it's just... I think it's, still, just... I think it's still awesome to watch. I mean, shit, I love it. And plus, there's nothing better than watching the beer shower if somebody makes a hole in one just all the cups going and the beer oh, and you know what it, it's A's. fun you know you got so many weeks where it's just hang gliders <laughs> boring they aren't showing anybody outside the top three at least they like keep showing guys coming through 16 you know whether they're there is that yes i wish they'd bring the caddy game. races back screw it let them get hurt it's was so much fun to watch those guys run nobody died might have been an ankle or two, right? And it's in prime time-ish, so like you get home at 5 o'clock, you can catch like the last 30, 45 minutes of it. Here, yeah, I love it. It's pre-Super Bowl. Let's talk about the Salary Cap Challenge. Last week we did something that was we called Values and Viruses. And I was sitting back and I was thinking, it's like, man, this is getting kind of touty. And this isn't a tout show. This isn't a pick show. This is... Smart golf talk with some P catheters mixed in. A lot of that. And we're trying to talk strategy. We're not trying to say, this is the play of the week. We're not touts. What I I do want to do on this podcast is focus more kind of in that mid-range. And a few years back, I I ran an unofficial DraftKings contest where the maximum salary amount was $4,300. So I asked you guys to put together a, a DraftKings lineup where you can't spend more than $43,000, sorry, not 4300, but 43,000 
instead of the regular 50,000. I thought we'd go through our lineups this week and we'll kind of make this another game. So we'll kind of have like three games going. We'll have we'll have our salary cap contest, which we just brought back and put out two 100 entry contests for this, posted on Twitter, and both of them filled up within 90 minutes. I was completely shocked. You can't even win anything in it, but it's it's a fun contest. Did you guys have fun trying to put together your lineup? No. No? <laughs> Why not, Rhino? Because I, I need some horses, man. I was unhappy just to like go with the appetizers. I needed a little bit of entree in there. I needed I need something good. <clears throat> so that means that I got to scale down to somebody like in the the sixty seven hundred uh, kind of range. So I'm going with uh, uh, some hometown cooking of Aaron Battelay, and uh, just because the guy can putt, and I think that's important on a course like this. Uh, then I've got Dylan Fratelli. Which, if you can win the Quad Cities, you can win anywhere. Um, and I, I think the guy can play some desert golf. Hadwin was, again, kind of my mid-range guy. Max Homa, he made the cut last year. He's coming in some nice form. He had a top 10 last week. Obviously, Farmers is not anything like this. But still, he's making some putts, and I think he's in a good place. Hoagie, I think everybody in this podcast is going to be down with that guy. Midwestern boy. He's, he beat Tiger. He's ready. To, he can handle the 16th hole, he, no problem. And then all that was... Yeah, he, he was 5th last weekend, 6th the week before at the Amex, and 12th the week before that at Sony. So he's he's definitely on fire. He's going to be a very popular one in that. Yeah, and if, I mean, if you can go toe-to-toe with Tiger, I mean, you can you got that. You're fine. You got Phoenix covered. So then all of that was kind of making way for I needed a guy that was, you know, 8,000-ish, so... I'm going with, I got to keep the Australian trend going. So I'm going Cam Smith. Oh. And he's made the cut the last three years. So um, let's do it. Sweet. The way to go, too, on the on the reasons why on everybody, too. I well, like I just that. didn't want everybody at 7,200, you know, 7,300. I mean, I need I needed to go low with somebody to get my Cam Smith pick. Yeah, I hear that. I could have got real weird, but, I mean, I can't give you a lot of reasoning why the bottom of the barrel, I'm going to go with them. Paul, who did you take for, for your Forty three thousand. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Before we get, I just want to. I do want to tout. We're not a tout show, like you just said. But I, I'm mm-hmm. just going to take a second because this tractor reminded us last week. You have to talk shit while you can, and the yep. only thing I have to talk shit about, in a good way, for any picks that we've made, is my Tom Hoagie value. That was an awesome value, and it definitely paid off. And now, yeah, now everyone's going to be on to him. But I was a week ahead of the curve, so anyway. Well, we'll leave it at that. But So while you're talking about you, let me chime in about me too, because I was pretty pumped about the way that my Bubba pick turned out. I said Bubba at 7,500 is not going to be owned, and he might do well, and then Tractor shit all over it on the pod. So Tractor doesn't get credit for that one, but the Moose sure does. Not that we're keeping score, because we're not touts, bitches. Who had the Sepp Straka take? Oh, that was me. That was the other one that wasn't so good. See, that's, that's the other reason. It's like... When you're not touts, you don't have to really cycle back and talk about your shit that you did. So. Yeah, but like everyone had Straka. Even PJ Power Rankings had Straka up there. Who are they? I don't know. PJTour.com. The guys who know everything. All right. So anyway, back on my uh, 43,000 and under limit, I kind of took the approach Rhino did where I'm like, okay, who's the best player I can take? Guy who I think actually has a chance to win, but I where I can keep it to like 8,000 or under. So... That guy for me was Ben on. Hasn't, you know, been great the last few weeks, but he hasn't been on. <laughs> he's, you know, T20, T23, sixth year the last three years, so decent history. So that's 
that's kind of my top guy. Then I just try to sprinkle in the last five with kind of like more consistent guys that make a lot of cuts. I feel like if I can get five guys through, you know, maybe I'll get all six. I'll be in good shape. So I'm um, going to the list. Vaughn Taylor, pretty consistent at a 12th the Sony a couple weeks ago. Uh, Denny McCarthy, nine, nine out of nine made cuts, 7,200 bucks and five top 20s in those nine. You know, um, this is probably just a Minnesota only joke, but he's like, my nickname for him is the car, car dealer. dealer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or, There's a Denny McCarthy's car dealership and a Wally McCarthy's. Or so. like Jenny's brother. Oh, or, yeah. That works too. Then my fourth guy, um, eight or nine cuts, eight straight, Taylor Gooch. I'm playing steady. Nothing great, but steady. What would his um, Another kind of same deal. Eight out of eight made cuts, Cameron Tringali, 6,900. Then my last guy, I thought it was a pretty good price for 6,600 bucks. Just finished ninth last week. He's made eight out of eleven cuts, and that's uh, Patrick Rogers. He's a he's a boomer bust kind of guy. Yeah, yeah he well. so in head to head, he was big for me last week. Oh yeah, who who'd you take him against? He was like plus one ninety, and he won. I can't remember who he was. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I had a I had a good weekend. Awesome. Uh, Tractor, who do you got this week on your? I'm gonna go with Burger. I'm taking Lanto because he let me down so much last week, so he has to play better this week. That's that's some serious analysis right there. I love that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he was so bad last week. He just let me down so much. Like, I'm just going to ride him again because I'm going to catch him when he's hot. Uh, Henley, Walker, HV3, and Oppy Bonrat. That's interesting. So mine are, I had uh, Doc Redman, Martin Laird, Brian Stewart, Tractor's Guy Brian Gay, ZJ, and I uh, spent up a little bit for Jordan Spieth. I, I dipped down pretty low. So Doc was... It looked like Spieth played pretty well last week. Better than I thought. I thought it was MC Hammer coming. And... He's also... He's got... Uh, he's one of the best key to green at Scottsdale over the last five years, too. So do you think the trick is to, to stay kind of middle that, you know, that 7,300? No, or... I, I, I'm kind of in Paul's boat. And it seems like it's kind of two and two, right? But I think Paul and I both... You want to pick somebody who you have think has a chance to win, but you know that you need to dive pretty deep into the well to find somebody who can at least make the cut. Yeah, like I said, I got on at 7,600, which I could have gone a little higher, but I just didn't see anybody you know, in the 8,000 or low 8,000s that I liked better. Use them and lose them. It's time for our one and done picks. Guys. Yo. Guys. Yo. I'm on the board and one and done. Thank you, Patrick Reed. Woo! And I'm still not on the board. You what? missed another. You're gonna miss another cut. Who did you pick? Yeah, Xander. Oh, Xander. Oh, way to go. Xander with I the missed cut. He needs. A, he needs I mean, time. He's I have three missed cuts, year. and I've taken Reed and Shoffley, who are both top fifteen players. Top five, if you Coke ask. Coke a little debatable, but he's, you know. So it'd be one thing if I hadn't blown two decent players already. What do you do? It's a long season. There's a lot of golf yeah. left. You have plenty of time to still miss cuts. <laughs> or, I mean, Denny McCarthy could be a top ten player by the end of the year. What, where where are we at now in standings here for, for the one and done? Rhino actually took the lead this week, so Tractor can't, uh, can't brag about this one anymore. Yeah, but I'm still not dead last, so I'm okay. Yeah. So, um, no, Rhino is up to 945000 with uh, second place from uh, John Rahm last week. Um, Tractor's at 478000 He had a T45 from Hideki. Moose on the board, third place, 253000 with his T6 from Patrick Reed. And as mentioned, I'm still sitting at zero bucks with uh, 
Another miscut from Mr. San Diego, Xander Shoffley. Hey, hey, Tractor. Yo. What's better, a 6th place or a 23rd place? 6th place is much better. Okay, good. Because remember how excited you were with Webb's? I think Webb was 3rd. No, Webb's that was 23rd. 23rd. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was uh, Rhino that had Morikawa that slipped to 21. Yeah, I've 22. had T21, T21, and then a 3rd. Or a 2nd, excuse me. So Rhino's the only one that's cashed every, all three weeks. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go Barry Sanders on it. Act like you've been there. Hand the ball to the ref. And let's move on. I'm happy to <laughs> I'm happy to cash, but that's still not a W. So let let's chase those W's. You're no fun. I'm three weeks in, and I'm gonna pull my pants down. Calm down, guy. So so we decided last week the guy who's leading picks first, right? Yeah. So actually, Rhino and I were having a conversation because we I, I like changing the rules all the time mid season here. But Rhino had an interesting idea was that the that if we played it where you couldn't take the two the same guy like so if somebody took him this week you couldn't nobody else could take him and so that way you know if you went bottom up. So Paul, you have first pick. I mean, I don't care if the guy who's in first place goes first. You know, I feel like my pick's probably going to be gone by the time. Right, exactly. Is, and if we get to Augusta and all four of us take Tiger, that's kind of anticlimactic. Let's, but, yeah, let's do something a little different because I think we're all in one-and-done leagues elsewhere. So I thought it'd be kind of fun if last place went first. So bottom up and no repeat. Personal repeat. No, I mean, well, we. you're saying, you know, if I pick somebody, none of you guys can pick the right, same guy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, still, and you still that can't we, pick a guy you picked in the yeah, past. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what? Well, we already know yeah, that. That's, that's one and done. Yeah, I'm just making sure everyone knows. <clears throat> okay, Tracker, so are I'm, you all so right tonight? Tracker, what's 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 going on? I feel like world? this would be his Seem week. Little... The, you've got the canned wine kind of... This is the week to party. He's just saving up for when we start talking NASA. Oh, God. You know it. I mean, I just had like a total <clears throat> trash-talking fail on you, and you were just like, no, that I had a third. I had a third. <laughs> Not like a, if you're going to trash talk me, get your facts straight, bitch. Like, you just, <laughs> I had a third. You've changed. Okay, so so are we changing the rules up here now? So so we're going, so we're going Paul yep. first. The, okay. the... Wow, I was just going to, that changes things up because I was just like, oh, well, I got about three or four guys. I'll just take who's left. I'm going to go great last four years here. I feel like last week, Tory hasn't really suited his game in the past. I saw some crazy stat, too, that... Anytime he's finished outside the top 12 and like strokes gained approach the next week, he tears it up. So I'm going, uh, I'm going sticky Ricky this week. Going for the back to back. God, everybody, Ricky's missing the cut this week and Paul's burning the big boys. Ricky, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Oh my God. If Fowler misses the cut this week, we just have to have like a really big conversation with Cito to maybe he just shouldn't play anymore. An intervention of Be our, our scorekeeper. Yeah, st- yeah. Record keeper. No, you guys. That's what I'm doing anyway, but I will say it makes my life easier when I update the spreadsheet. I just, you know, I don't have to look up how much my guy made because I know he made zero dollars. That is convenient. Yeah. You want to keep guys like that at the table as long as they want to last. So, all right, that means uh, Moose is up next. Now that I've I've got my cuts made juices going, I'm on the board thanks to the modern day Walter Hagen, Patrick Reed himself. I'm going to go with Mr. Webb Simpson. Took third here back in 2015 in an epic playoff with uh, Hideki Matsuyama where, oh my God, I thought that was going to go forever because that was back when they both sucked at putting. <laughs> and I just thought that that tournament was going to go like they were they were going to like, sorry, now we resume the Super Bowl already in progress. <laughs> 
He was third at uh, the Sony two weeks ago. He's Webb Simpson. He's good. All right, so we got Ricky and Webb so far. Uh, let's see, Tractor's up next. I'm going with John Rahm. He uh, wow. four for four here and has never finished worse than T16. I think uh, he got a little pissed after not closing the deal last week, and I think he likes his event. It's where he played college at. It's his people. I think he's going to win this one. All right, yeah. Brian took Rahm last week. You're going Rahm this week. He's oh, close, and oh. I got him in her, in her back pockets. So, so I guess we know who he's taken in uh... – Nassau, then. Yeah, just copies Rhino every week. I picked Justin Rose, who's a complete nightmare. I'm not taking I, Justin Rose. I don't think he's playing. <laughs> okay, so he's not playing. Yeah, ski- what are you going to do this week, Tractor? He can't back just... to the East Coast. He's got La- no chance. Hey, last week, I was torn between Rom and Matsuyama, and I thought I still might be in first place, and I really wanted Rom for the waste management. You know, when it worked out, I still get to take him for the waste. I'm going to make oh. a take here, just because I'm, I'm, I'm running hot on... Rose, he's gonna have a hard time making the Ryder Cup. Rose? Wow! Yeah. Wow! I'm, wow! I'm over, I'm, like on points, you're yeah. saying, right? I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be he's be gonna there, be right? there because he's gonna get a pick. But I'm over that guy. the The Olympic gold medalist himself. Good for him. So the guy, so the guy misses one cut on a NASA for you. Do you just want to throw him in the trash? No, I've wanted to throw him in the trash since he went to Homa. I, like I said, I Woods was my guy last week. It would have been interesting. Had I got my pick, but Paul budged. He went cutsies for Gary fucking Woodland. <laughs> hey, make your one and done pick, and then we'll get into our Nassau stuff. The himbo himself, he's ripped. He's looking good. Plays well in the desert. Not necessarily this continent, but he has a track record. Bryson. Oh, dude, he's going to have so much jet lag. He, you don't know what to do. He'll work it off. He's fine. Don't worry about that. He's going to be throwing protein powder and electrolytes at the crowd on Saturday. He's he's hitting it into a new stratosphere. This is a brand new Bryson. He's played there one time. I think he was like T5. He's coming back. He's a party boy. Super Bowl fever. He's fine. So, Paul, you want to give a rundown of who everyone took? Yep. We'll just go from first place to last place for this portion. But uh, So, first place, Rhino took Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, Tractor in second, John Rahm, Moose in third, Webb Simpson, yours truly, dead last place, Ricky Fowler. So those are the one-and-done picks. Okay, pods, it's time for some Fantasy Nassau. McClure. Moose. Or sorry, Tractor. Metzger. It's funny. You know, typically when you and I are partners, we, we normally lose a lot of money together. I bet you and I in Roll Reroll Lifetime are down $4,000. Uh, you and I got hot at the end of this year, though. We, we had like a, we might have knocked that back down to negative $3,500. Yeah. We kind of were dominant there. Yeah, we got, I think we ran into some uh, pretty weak players and we just capitalized. That's what you got to yes. do. Well, and, you know, you, you make money with the handicaps, you, you make money on the way down or the way up and lose it on the way down, right? Is that what the saying goes? Absolutely. And we were just kind of riding the right wave together, I think. But we're back together as a great team and just the chemistry came alive again. And we've recorded the first ever shutout in Fantasy Nassau history. Boom! Never before in the entire game has a shutout occurred. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Moose, I was going to pull you out of the cellar, and I thought maybe you might just be able to catch Paul. You're in second place now, baby. Worse to almost first. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was... By almost, I mean, like, still halfway there, but... 
honestly, I was a little nervous going into the weekend if we'd get any points. But then I realized oh. that, you know, both their guys missed the cut. So, whoops. Yeah, so here's here's the score right now. So, first of all, in case you missed it, Tractor and I beat Rhino and Paul 11 to nothing this week. We got it. We got a half. We got a push. We you got, did push a That's nine a big early. push. Yeah, but yeah. you didn't get any points. Well, that's fine, but a 12-0 blank. Well, we didn't lose the maximum, though. Well, that's never happened in the history of the game. <laughs> well, so it's yeah. we're three weeks in. We got who's my part? Am I back to uh, Rhino? We got week? duck balls, but that's okay. This is a new week. We got a lot, of, a lot of Rhino. Guys. Maybe this week you and I can put up a twelve zero number against those guys. I dare to dream. I mean, we we dominated first week. You had two Hall of Fame players. We've got one guy who's going to go in like Kansas basketball Hall of Fame. So wait, there were no other Hall of Famers available. For your guys' picks? Is that what you're saying? That's what the excuse was? I don't know. And then Paul uh, coming a, out of the gates hot with Gary Woodland is still a suspect call as well. Uh, yeah, I, I get stats to back it up. He took the pick. He literally took the woods out of my Who mouth. Who could have been more aggressive and said, let me Yeah, pick. but I was casually well, I in second guy. place. Life was good. We're a week later. I'm in shambles. I'm still just waiting for Tractor to somehow take credit that he made... Woodland and Rose both missed the cut somehow. Oh, they sensed it. Just the Gary Payton, the glove of <laughs> fantasy NASA. I, I love how you're defense. trying to find anyone to blame other than yourself, Paul. You know it's your fault. I mean, that was just a bizarre pick. I think as soon as you said Woodland, Moose and I were like, well, this game's right. over. I mean, realistically, you should pick Tractor. I know you love PJTour.com. Literally just look at the power rankings, the top four guys. That's who you got to yeah. pick. That, I'm no idiot. Go with top brass, and you know if it doesn't go well, then you can blame them. So with that, do I get the first pick, All or what's right, going so on? I'm ready. Uh, I, gotta I, need flip, I need to flip the T here. So it's yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Um, Seeking revenge from our. Oh, it's their pick. All right, here we go. I hope one of you guys takes Woodland. Rhino, you lead it off. So I feel like you got something you want to take because I stole your pick last week. So I'll let you go first. Well, I was between Sung Jay and and Bryson. In one and done, no doubt. But as I just said, in this game, you go top brass. You go with your top guy. My heart of hearts, I hate a hot pull, even though this guy has been known to hit one. But you know I also love him for five wins this year. So, JT. <sighs> Moose, that T-flip is killer. Uh, you know what? Do you, do you want to try a chance to redeem yourself? Or do you want? should we try talking so, this out here? I picked first. No, you picked first last time. We got drummed. Yeah. But I also picked first last week and got killed for it. So I'll leave it up to you. I don't want to get blamed again that I stole your pick. Or... Who was the fourth that was taken in our one and done? So I have Ricky Webb, Rom, and who was the? Bryson Jordans. Oh, Bryson. Okay, good. I had no desire to take him. Dang it. I really wanted him. Well, I've got a couple guys still left that I'm willing to take. So I'll let you I'll let you have a chance to redeem. You know what? I think that you can do Is it. Is Nate Lashley in the tournament this week? That's that's a one and done so. like punt move. That's not a, that's not for fantasy NASA. You don't you don't punt in fantasy NASA. But Nate Lashley's like a a D three punt like <laughs> so far down the road. Who the fuck won it again? True, a- Andrew Landry and Andy Landry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, Paul. I feel actually. You know what? I'm All pretty right. excited. I feel some good vibes coming out of this pick. You look calm. You look stretched. I'm I'm staying at the top. Up there. There's a couple guys that are tempting, but after last week, I got to go full tea party this week, ultra conservative. So I'm going to go Hideki. 
close nice. the wrist. I'm just impressed you're going with a guy who let you down so much last year. Two years ago. That was two years ago. Well, still not over it, but too bad. So it was my pick. I'm yeah. going to go with uh, Sneds. Ooh. He's nine for nine here of making cuts with three top tens since 2010. I feel like uh, in this game right now, you got to have guys who make the cuts, and the guy's nine for nine. Feels like a pretty decent play. Played well last weekend at uh, Torrey. I'm going Snedeker. Mm-hmm. All right, so Thomas and Snedeker for Team Tractor Rhino. All right, Moose, drop the hammer on these clowns. This is getting. No, actually, I don't like going last. Now you got all the pressure. Yeah, like. exactly. Paul, t- I'll kind of walk you through who I'm thinking here. So I've got a hankering to go with a little Bubba, but that seems a little bit risky considering they got some pretty good guys going. A little bit of an opening there now for a riskier play, but oh, I could also. I, I like Xander as well. Xander, Xander Shoffley, Xander, but uh, he's well rested. After not playing Saturday and Sunday. And then, you know what? The other guy that I'm kind of thinking about is Tony Finau, who's missed the cut here four straight years. I kind of just want to shove that down. But I think that the play here is just, I think I got to go Xander and try to get a little redemption out of you. All right. I like it. You know, I will say I I, I had Bubba on my mind a little bit too, but I, I don't mind passing on him. You know what? He, he can play great, but it's just what scares me about him is he can just go so south and just stop giving a fuck and be done. On and Thursday. can't be done. Yeah, on Thursday, and it's like, you can't have that in Fantasy Nassau. I mean, when you thought put, missing a cut in Fantasy in DFS is bad. You mean when he puts his poopy pants on right away? Well, and didn't he also say that he actually like didn't like it there or something like that one year, and then the fans just gave it to stop. him? Yeah. It, no, it was, I think it was to, had to do with the course, maybe, when they redid some things. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. But yeah, he got killed one year, I remember. So, yeah, so... Those are the teams. Where are we at here? So, Paul, can you read those back again? Yep. So, uh, Paul and Moose have Matsuyama and Shoffley versus Tractor Rhino, who have Thomas and Snedeker. So, yeah, that Sneds, that Sneds pick kind of opened up the door for Bubba because I was like, you know, not, you know, ultra c- consistent. What I love about Sneds is that he can go shoot a 62 any day of the week. So, for daily On fantasy right purposes, especially. Well, and in the right conditions. I'm talking about a fucking 62. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait for Snads to fire a 62 this week and just really piss pound Moose. Oh, God. I, I mean, can I, can I, can I officially it? just get on this guy's bandwagon for the third week in a row? I can't believe you didn't take Fino over Xander. He's four missed cuts in a After row. After watching him at the Amex, he was my NASA pick in the Amex. He doesn't like the, uh, what were we talking, the left side avoidance? Oh, yeah. And the whole back nine there, maybe that's why he's missing the cut. He must be washing them. But. I, I might be playing him a little bit in DraftKings, though, because I'm guessing a lot of people are going to see those four missed cuts and go, nope. But then again, I'll probably lose in DraftKings. Meanwhile, over in the quarter arcade. How'd you guys do on your $5 arcade? I'm up money. You're up money? I made, well, I think I was at... I think I made four twenty-five out of my five dollars back last week, and then I made I think seven seventy-five last week. And nice. yeah, so my best team I think won two bucks, and I had Leishman, and I had Woods, and I had Homa, and I think I had Bubba. So I had four guys in the top ten, and my but I don't know Streelman and somebody else, Rory or something like it, Rory Sabatini at the bottom. But still, it's I, I'm loving it. I think it's a lot of fun. It's it's. Way more interesting to like put together 20, 20 teams in like ten seconds and write it out. Cheap entertainment. It is, yeah, bucks. for sure. And again, I'm up a buck fifty or whatever. 
So you guys, if anything, you guys would only ever do like three. Yeah, I've done. I, yeah, I'll do a lot of like three entry team, you know, max deals, just because I feel like that one you don't have to have like the perfect lineup. But but this allows you, you know, a little more variety. You can you know add add more golfers, obviously. So well, and, and the reason that we kind of started doing this too wasn't to say that oh you got to do twenty entries because that's how you win money. You know, it's just it's it's to me it's just a fun format. You. You know, so this week I think I lost a dollar fifty. So I, I, you know, out of my five dollars, you know, you put in five bucks, you only lost a buck fifty. That's good. That's fine. And I just need a good week to come around and recoup the rest of my three dollars that I've lost. But we should start tracking our things and just posting it, and I'll get a spot on the site. We should get our own yeah. website too. By the way, do we know anybody that could do that for us? You could probably do it. No, I don't have fucking time. I got another site I'm running. <laughs> hostile but i might but i might anyways no yeah i will say i'm pretty proud of myself i had a pretty good week and um so i went 1475 so i had half my team's cash all in that's like a 200 percent roi yeah at a 34th place finish eight bucks at one point i was in third place on sunday why didn't you post that Um, yeah you don't want that backlash you're not ready for it paul but no, Loser! I have, yeah. What kind of fools are you employing? <laughs> I just can't wait to get a W two from this thing. <laughs> Keep waiting. But, no, so I had uh, yeah, so I had Rom, Snads, and Hoagie all top five, and then uh, Keegan, Kokrak, Palmer all in the top twenty one. So all six guys top twenty one or better. So you know, if Rom or Snads had won or something, might have been a different different story, but. But I'll take it. Pretty still, good week. Still fun to have something in the hunt. And I mean, yeah. shit, you had how many? How many of yours actually cashed of your twenty? You Ten had? out of my twenty, so half. That's okay, so good. half of them cashed. Yeah. yeah. And were they all over fifty percent? Like or the fifty percent line? Um. Right. Yeah. It looks pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nicely done. Thanks. Thanks to the uh, fantasynational.com lineup generator. Made it easy. Where you can become a member by going to fantasynational.com slash pods and save 20%. I mean, it is, it's definitely easy to put lineups together. I like got a dollar back this time, so I'm down $9 lifetime. You're on the up. Nice. You're on the come. So you're on the up. You see us start picking the same guys you're playing in the other thing and probably not picking 50 guys. Hey, I think my thing, I still don't, I still don't select enough favorites to build the lineups out of. Yeah, I went from like 20, I think I was up to 28 or 29 this week. Oh, you went pretty high. But did you have a couple guys that you were like pretty high on, like that had most of your lineups, or were they all? Um, I think the most I had in a lineup was maybe six or seven. Oh, wow. So that's, I mean, you had to have been pretty much spread evenly across. So you just picked like 25 great guys, you know. Oh, my other lineups? I had plenty of guys in this cuts. Oh, okay. I mean, just because if you have 30 guys and you're... Your spread was tight, so you just couldn't have had very many guys miss the cut. No, that a few few of your guys, Sepp Straka, yeah. that didn't pan out. Yeah, and some a decent amount of good for Gary Woodland. So Moose, uh, the arcade game is a lot of fun. I think for for people who are just like dabbling in DFS and kind of getting introduced into it, it's a really easy way to put 20, 20 lineups together in two minutes, and you got five bucks of exposure. But so for you, who I, I don't think are necessary, you're not necessarily a shark, but you like to you like to gamble and you like to do this. How many other games do you have going? 
Um, so typically what I'll do is, well, so like lately, so I always do the PME open. Do you guys get into that? No. What's that? That's the Pat Mayo one. So it's like, uh, I think it's normally 3,000 to 5,000 people. It, it fluctuates from week to week, but there's no salary or there's no rake on it. So DraftKings doesn't take any money out of it. And it's, uh, it's $15 lineups and three max entry. And it's, it's an awesome contest. I, I did that almost exclusively last year, and you can win. You can win quite a bit of money. And again, it's crazy when you play in a contest that has no rake, and you like look at how much you got paid out on this lineup compared to like another similar lineup that had a rake in it. So to find that one, if you guys watch the podcast of the Pat Mayo Experience, he always posts the link to his uh, post link to his contest. You can't just necessarily find it on Twitter. You have to go see his pod. So that's kind of the the incentive for it but definitely go hit up the pme open i normally will do like a i'll do those same 20 lineups that i'm doing in this quarter thing and i'll go post it in maybe a a three dollar or two dollar the ones that i really like are they'll have three dollars you know 20 entry contest that they'll have forty five thousand entries but then if you wait till like wednesday afternoon when that one fills they open up another one that's 20 entries but it's only about two or three thousand lineups you know entries max everybody can only put in 20 but there's only a total of two to three thousand and i find that i have the best success doing that so like like that sorry the pme like the pme open i'm just like curious i I didn't know if you like passed out any actual digits or anything like that so it's 15 bucks to get into and then what can you potentially win uh, it's typically like three to five grand. All right. Well, that just about does it for this episode of Nice Shot Pods. Thanks so much for checking us out. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Write us a review. Give us a rating. Tweet it to your friends. Tell your grandmother. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And do all that stuff, man. We love you. We hope you guys are loving us. We'll see you next week, and we hope you have a wonderful time at the Waste Management Phoenix Open.